to the Operation Move podcast. This week I am also videoing this so if you're listening on audio you can check it out on YouTube as well if you'd want to watch the video or you can just completely ignore that this is happening and continue to uh, to listen. Um, so last week you might have noticed that there was no podcast and that's because we were hit with a just like a massive massive gastro bug um and it sort of like it started it went for about 10 days because <laughs> riley went down first and then she got better and then i got sick and then while i was still sick piper got sick and um it was not pretty and just as well I had my mum to um take Riley to school and stuff because I was not in a good way I can't remember the last time I've been that sick actually it was just real just exhaustion and just nausea and it's I know it has been hitting everyone particularly around here really hard like everybody's been wiped out with it so that was the reason why was like the cone of silence last week so this week I thought I'd talk about a few a few weeks ago on the podcast I think it was I mentioned I started to say that I was lazy and then I stopped myself and said that I don't believe that that's like a real thing so I thought I'd go into that a little bit more which was I probably um to talk about it one of the first times I think that probably I remember kind of saying that I was lazy about something when it wasn't really real was in high school and I was doing art in high school and I just hated conceptual art I still hate conceptual art I like making things like I really like craft like I like making something that is either functional or looks pretty or I enjoy doing but I don't really want to sort of like establish what it means or you know that it has some kind of like deeper message I just like craft and so I was definitely in the wrong place in art and one of my teachers said to me as as feedback that if there was an easy way sort of around doing something that I would find it which is accurate (laughs) and but that's kind of like at odds with how I was with everything else and I think that's when I first started thinking about this concept of laziness is a way to end a conversation it's no one's actually lazy so it's easy when faced with a conceptual art teacher for me to just go oh, i'm just lazy i guess end of conversation you know like nobody goes beyond that point and then i don't have to have the conversation of well actually it's just that i don't want to do this i don't really believe in it i think the whole thing is kind of stupid and i just want to make things that i enjoy making and that look nice and i don't really want to have anything that means anything else like why can't I just make a glass bowl which I did and then after it got out of the kiln it got smashed by some other kids (laughs) but so then I ended up with this major work that sort of individually like with all of the pieces 
I quite enjoyed the process of making, but I hated the fact that there had to be this message behind it. So I was just doing what I needed to do to make people happy, basically, and with the minimum amount of effort on my part. And so when things matter, there's it's there's no sort of laziness doesn't even come into it, you know. And so I will catch myself saying about housework too like oh yeah I could do that but I'm just lazy and the truth is I'm not lazy (laughs) I'm just not that motivated to do it because it's not that important to me and yes it's important to much more important to my husband so I will go and I will do things but it's more about doing them doing things for him and doing things for the kids and it is really about me because I don't really care like I could like I like it when it's clean but I yeah I'm just it's not something that is a high priority for me and I've start I'm after a while I've noticed that people do this with you know in relation to when they're talking about I want to run or I want to start this fitness program or I want to do this or I want to make this change but I just can't do it I guess I'm just lazy which again is the end of the conversation that's them saying to me or whoever else that they're talking about is that I don't actually want to engage on this at all. I want to take this and put this out there as this is a character flaw. And if it's a character flaw, then I don't have to change it. And it's not my fault. And there's nothing I can do about it. And it's never going to change. And it just is what it is. But it's not really like a real thing. Like people aren't lazy. They are... There's just a level of, I don't know, like, for example, if I go back to when I was extremely exercise resistant, I wasn't lazy. I would, for things that I was interested in, I would spend a whole heap of time doing all sorts of stuff that interested me. But I would, I would probably say the same thing. I'd probably say I'm just lazy, but what it really was, was that my needs were being met by not doing that thing, whatever that is. And it was the same with smoking, you know, like you can kind of like say, oh, I'd really like to quit, but then it's really hard. And then, you know, like I kept going back to it because at some level, I never wanted to quit. At some level, that habit as many negatives as it has was fulfilling what I needed to do at the time and I was getting something out of it and the same of not exercising or being primarily sedentary is I was getting something out of that and so when you have that that sort of like that back and forth with yourself of I want to do this I don't want to do this it's the sort of The bouncing back and forth is really those sort of like two arguments. Like you feel like you should do something, but essentially you are being satisfied by not doing it. And so then change never happens and you never do anything. And and I think the only problem with saying you're lazy, because there's nothing wrong with having certain social cues, like saying that to someone to end conversations, because there are plenty of conversations you don't want to have with, you know, so-and-so at work or whoever is asking you about whatever you know like you don't necessarily 
need to have that conversation with that person at that moment and you know and similar to you know like when somebody asks you oh you just ran this what was your time and you don't necessarily want to tell them and you might just say oh I'm just slow so it ends the conversation you don't have to go into it beyond beyond that and you don't have to have a conversation that you don't want to have so there's nothing wrong with that people use those sorts of things in their conversations with people all the time but the problem starts so you go from I'm just lazy being I don't want to talk to this person about why I don't enjoy doing any exercise to actually believing that you are lazy and that there is a, a flawed part of your character that you're weak-willed or you just can't do it or you're a quitter or you never finish anything or you know you just cannot motivate yourself the way other people seem to be able to do or whatever it is if you say it enough times you will start believing it and it will start to form this core sort of story that you tell yourself about yourself about why things are the way they are and why they can't change so you know anytime you are sort of explaining something like that instead of saying I'm lazy you can say well that's not really a focus for me right now and that's very different because that's sort of establishing this is what I care about this is where my energy is going and this this is this other things extraneous to me I don't really it's important to some people it's not important to me I'm not focusing my attention on it you know there are only so many places my attention can go and that's just not one of them so I think that that is a really good mind shift change to make because you don't want to go around reinforcing these negative ideas about that you know you are weak willed because what will happen is you'll see like all people doing other things that they do and go oh well they're just really self-motivated or they just have they've just so much willpower or and none of those things are true those people are just committed to things that are important to them and sometimes it's about finding ways where something can become important to you you know like particularly with say for example with smoking like it's all well and good to say oh well you know this is fulfilling my need to suppress my emotions and to be have something to do in situations where my social anxiety is really bad but it's not not by any stretch of the imagination a healthy way of managing that and so you know in part you have to go through the process like you can't quit when you don't really want to quit and as much as you might like to quit for you know your kids or your family or whatever you just can't you know you have to it has to be for you and sometimes it's about finding like a way that that can that can work and it takes time and sometimes it takes I think for me it was not in the end it was not wanting to ever have to quit again like I quit so many times that every time it was awful 
you know, like you just go through like all of those withdrawals, you're horrible to be around, you know, you're cranky, you're on edge all the time. And after you've done that several times and gone on that roller coaster of like quitting, going through all of the withdrawals, having all the back and forth in your mind of will I have a cigarette? Won't I have a cigarette? Will I? Won't I? And caving and having one and then you've got to start all over again and eventually I got to the point where even aside from anything else it was the quitting that I hated and I knew that it it was going to be this ongoing thing that would just continue on forever because there was part of me that didn't want to be a smoker so quitting the process of quitting was just going to keep happening it was going to keep being awful and I just realized there was, would come a point where I would have to push through that really hard part where I really wanted to quit quitting. And I had to keep going. Like I had to get to that point and keep going instead of just giving up. And so anytime I had like a really strong craving or I was thinking about giving up I'd just remind myself you never want to do this again never ever want to do this again you know this is too hard and like how many times have we done this how many more times are you are you going to do this and eventually I made it about running was what helped me quit smoking because I it's one of those things even though you know all of the stuff to do with uh, all the cancer research and everything like that it's kind of so far removed from your reality it wasn't something you know you just kind of have that in, invincibility complex you think well it'll never happen to me and you know and you kind of get used to all the negative side effects of smoking and you know like it just you know your brain just has a way of making everything that you do normal so it just seems normal um but for me because i had had periods of quitting running was just so much easier when i wasn't smoking and i was sort of that sort of gave me a really direct feedback from like not smoking as opposed to kind of like some far off point in the future when i was going to be a lot more healthy and my you know i was going to be at a lot less risk um the running thing was a lot easier to relate to because that's like I can run my lungs can do their job I don't feel like I'm dying so that was something that really helped me is like I'm doing this and this is what I'm going to get out of it it's really concrete and it actually applies now not you know 10 years or whatever into the future that and like I saw I'm not sure if they still run it on TV, but I saw an ad and most of the anti-smoking ads had no effect on me whatsoever. If anything, they'd made me want a cigarette. <laughs> and, I, and I'm of two minds of them because I think that a lot of the anti-smoking ads kind of really focus on it's so hard, you know, it's such an awful addiction, you know, everything like that. But they almost kind of convince you that, well, it's too hard, no one can quit, why bother? Um, so I'm not sure how great they are in reaching, you know, long-term smokers, but they had this one ad, uh, which was with a mum 
who had terminal cancer and she wasn't able to um, be able to see her kids at their graduation or their formal or something like that. And because I have friends and their mum died of lung cancer, she's not a smoker at all, but their mum died when they were in their early 20s and late teens. And so it really sort of struck a chord with me, with with the girls. And that's just not something that's it's so preventable. And I do not want that. And where a lot of the smoking ads had always been very kind of far removed and hard to relate to that. I could really relate to that. So between that and the running, I was able to kind of like take things that were kind of like very far, far removed and make them more into my present. And I ran every day when I was quitting smoking just to, it helped to give me my happy hormones. when I was probably awful to be around. And it also reminded me why I was doing it and that you know and it wouldn't last forever and I was doing it for a purpose and it was gonna you know give me so much more enjoyment of the things that I enjoy doing and so I think that that's really interconnected with the how you talk to yourself about the reasons why you don't do something Ages ago, I remember uh, reading this research study where they had looked at how well they could predict whether couples would stay together and it was to do with how they argued with one another. And if couples went into sort of like character attacks during their arguments, then no surprise, they were much more likely to get a divorce than people who, you know... um, argued about things but it didn't kind of devolve into these sort of character attacks which is sort of the same with when you are talking to yourself what story are you saying about why things are happening you know so if you don't go for a run that you had planned to go on what what story are you telling yourself about that are you saying it's because you're lazy are you saying it's because you're weak-willed Are you saying it's because you're a poor planner or are you saying uh, this happened because there was a lot going on this week and, um, you know, life, Uh, you know, are you over-personalizing it or are you not? And there's obviously a level where you don't want to externalize everything, you know, like there, there has to be a level of responsibility of, I know that this, 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 and this is happening this week. So how can I rearrange things to give myself the best possible chance of doing what I need to do and not sort of always blaming these external factors for why you're choosing not to do something. But it's also about accepting that there are legitimate external factors and reasons and continuing to blame yourself is just going to sort of, you can't have that stuff sort of like, settle in and like live there like it belongs you know so I think that as much as you might want to kind of go I need to you know take responsibility for this and this is you know a personal flaw or whatever um 
it's also good to look at like what purpose is it serving what need is it serving because a lot of times it is serving a need and that need might be as simple as I don't want to try and fail or you know like I don't I don't want to be me or you know I don't want to feel how unfit I've allowed my body to become or you know I you know I want to feel um, safe and that makes me feel uncomfortable there are a whole range of reasons why it might be serving a need for you to not do those things and doesn't mean that that you know and it's not necessarily a good or a bad thing it just you know it just it is but once you know that then you can find ways to work around that so like with smoking once I go okay this is actually filling a legitimate need that I have which is I'm not great with um, sort of like managing my emotions or my depression or my social anxiety so knowing that I then have to put things in place to do all of those things minus the cigarettes and the same can be for running for whatever it is or you know anything anything new that you're you're trying is you can just take take a step back look at it and go what need is this serving and you know and and what am I getting out of it because I guarantee that you are getting something out of it and and then once you know then you can go okay are there other ways I can get this thing that I need and I can still make this change that I want to make and I can start talking to myself better about why I'm choosing what I'm choosing and you can start having a much more empathic voice when you when you talk to yourself rather than um, just being the worst possible critic you could ever be because if you say it first then no one else can say it so that's my whole spiel on why no one's really lazy um, probably We'll be back next week with an interview, hopefully, maybe, depends <laughs> how my week goes. Um, and But in the meantime, if you have any questions that you'd uh, like me to answer, just let me know. Um, we can turn that into the podcast for next week. And um, I am going to be down this weekend at the Daryl Chapman Fun Run in Lismore. So if you are coming down for that, if you happen to be local, uh, let me know because I've big plans of having a really huge coffee <laughs> afterwards and I will see you next week. Bye. Mm -hmm.